Welcome to Classic Reviews, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and this is for Back to the Future 1. Uh, I literally just watched it and now I'm in this room recording uh, so it should be uh, quite memorable. Um, so yeah, let me talk about my uh, history with uh, Back to the Future first. Uh, so there's definitely some scenes in here that I uh, don't remember. Um, this is probably an example of one that uh, is a rediscovery. If if I were to uh, label it under any of the uh, three categories. Because there's of course the um, going back and rewatching. So a thing like a Toy Story. And then there's like uh, newer discoveries. Which will be some of the ones coming out in the future. Uh, there hasn't been any new discoveries necessarily in this series yet. Because um, with Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter and Toy Story, um, I I had previously played or seen some of those things, um, and this kind of comes under rediscovery where uh, I don't remember it as clearly as the other um, things that I just mentioned. Um, I definitely remember a few scenes uh, from this film. Um, one of which is, uh, and I will be doing spoilers, these films are, these things are very old or very classical, so, uh, spoilers are gonna be out there, um, I've already sort of done that with the previous ones, but this film's pretty old, it's, um, came up before I was even born, so yeah, spoilers are gonna be, gonna be in here, um, so, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, this is your chance to, uh, to leave and come back later, um, but I sh- I feel like I'm <laughs> one of the last people to see this properly, so I don't think that that's much of an issue. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I definitely remembered was um, when Doc is uh, desperately trying to get the uh, electrical wire plugged back in, um, because I remember him sort of dangling from the uh, the clock and trying to plug the thing back in. I remember a few other bits and pieces, but um, when they mentioned the tower and mentioned the wire and stuff, when uh, they were demonstrating how to do it in the in the garage, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I think I remember th- this bit coming up where uh, where he is hanging from the from the clock and he has to desperately plug in the the wire. And I couldn't remember what actually happened from there, so I couldn't remember if. Um, if Marty and Doc had failed or not, um, so that was kind of uh, an interesting tense scene, but as it gets closer and closer and closer, it's that, like, last minute thing where he's just about to hit the wire, or the, the, uh, yeah, the wire thing, and he just gets the thing plugged in. Uh, I do have one problem with this film, but only one, uh, aside from that, this is pretty, really good, I had a lot of fun, I laughed a good few times, and there was a lot of, like, time travel jokes, you know, like, um, when, uh, Lorraine is talking to Marty, and he's like, you remind me of, uh, of my mother, and he's like, yeah, uh, because you're my mother, and you're, you're sitting right next to me, um, and just the concept of time travel in a way of, um, you know, essentially his mission is to go back in time and make his mum and dad fall in love, which is, that must be kind of special in some weird way, like, Sure, some people like cringe when their mum and dad have a little a little kiss or something, but this is different. This is like he has to set up his mum and dad, the people that created him and the people like that that raised him and stuff. He has to make that relationship happen. Um, and there must be kind of something kind of special about that. Uh, sure, there's the whole like you know your mum and dad being together. You don't want to think about that necessarily, but he's trying to make them fall in love for the first time, and that must have been kind of interesting to him. Uh, sure, like, some of it was a bit creepy, like, when his mum is, fancies him, because he's the younger, or, sort of, like, a young-ish version of himself, um, 
or you know that like she she's very attracted to him and stuff and he's finding that weird and he's like no I'm trying to push you off to my dad but you you don't know that and stuff um I thought that, that was kind of funny uh the, the first bit that I laughed at in this was when um Marty at, at the very start of the film uh when the clocks were going off and the coffee machine I think it was a coffee machine is going off and uh yeah, everything's just sort of synced up and that sort of thing. And uh, Marty comes in and he starts plugging in the amplifier and turning everything up to full. And uh, goes to play. He plays like one note from the guitar and it just uh, completely breaks. Because it's like, yeah, there would be. He, he's put way too much pressure on it and stuff. Um, but I didn't know what exactly would happen. Whether it would like completely explode or just like crack or break. But no, it sent him flying backwards and I thought that was uh, that was kind of funny. Uh, so in terms of how does this hold up, so this was made in 1985, uh, I was born in 1994. Uh, so yeah, before, before my time, which uh, classic, perfect for this series. Uh, and there's two more films as well in the in the, the trilogy I believe. Uh, I don't think there's been any more made, but I still have two, two more to watch and I'm excited to do that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the, it was a lot of fun. This film, um, there, yeah, there was just some, there's just some like time travel jokes in here that are pretty funny, um, and like him saying to his parents at the end, uh, like, oh, if if you happen to have kids, and when he's eight and does this, don't be too mad at him, as if to say like, oh, this is what happened to me when I was eight, and uh, you know, it's scary when your parents moan at, moan at you at that age. It's, uh, it's a it's a scary thing sometimes. Um, so that was quite funny. Uh, I thought the way the the actors all gelled together was really good, and I liked the way that the characters all came together. Um, and I, I like the whole sort of um, trying to them trying to, you're on this journey with Marty and Doc. Like everyone else doesn't know what's going on, of course, cause, because of time travel. Um, and Marty's like the one who knows all the way through because he goes back in time and sees Doc and he tries to explain everything to him and he's like you can't tell me about the part of the future which is true because of butterfly effects and uh, if you've ever watched The Flash uh, the first three or four seasons uh, there's a lot of time travel stuff that happens and things things change and Doc was essentially saying to him like um, you know you can't tell me this sort of stuff especially the fact that he dies as well uh, or doesn't die as we find out later but um the fact that he thinks that he dies basically and uh you know you're not supposed to tell somebody that 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 sort of thing because it could uh have bad bad effects on the future which totally makes sense um before i go on talking about praising this film for the things it did well i uh maybe i missed something but the whole um when marty goes i was gonna say back to the future when he goes forward like when he successfully goes um I keep meaning to say back when he successfully goes forward again and goes back to where he's supposed to go to. I, or I just said back, didn't I? When he goes to where he's supposed to and he sees the same things happening and the the Libyans, I think he says, um, see him and uh, Doc gets shot again and he's like, oh no, I failed. And then like the car's broken and you think that it's all like doom and gloom. And at that point, I was like, okay, if something has to happen here, usually these types of films don't have like failure in them i mean have failure in the middle of the film when characters fail to do certain things like with the clock and that but like this has to end happily so how does that happen um and the fact that like sure the bulletproof vest that all makes sense like maybe he couldn't stop the libyans coming for him maybe he couldn't do what he was supposed to do in a different area maybe they were just going to come for him but um and maybe i missed something here but 
in the past where he rips up the note and doesn't know about his future is it the fact that he says to Doc like he's trying to warn him about the future maybe like because he knows the Libyans could be coming that he gets the bulletproof vest but at first because I'm just thinking about this now when I first watched it and saw like okay he has a laminated note and whatever instead I thought like okay how would he have gotten that um, so the note doesn't make sense to me, but maybe the fact that in the past, uh, Marty says to him, like, he's warning him so much about the future, maybe he thought about, like, okay, the Libyans could kill me, that's the only thing I can kind of grasp from this that would, uh, kind of make plot sense, but it, it didn't make, that's the only thing that I sort of missed in this, I was like, okay, how, where, where did he get the note from, everything else, like, kind of made sense and worked out timeline-wise, um, so yeah that was the only problem I had other than that I had a lot of fun watching this um, I like the fact that they essentially set out a better future granted we don't know or I don't know because I haven't seen the other two films yet uh, what the whole problem with the kids is because Doc comes in at the end and says like uh, oh we have to go now we have to fuel up by putting cans and drink and banana peels whatever that means unless it's just fueled by stuff i don't know how that works but doc's a crazy sort of mad scientist which i think is kind of fun and i'll talk about in a minute but like he sets all that up and he says to um is it jennifer the girlfriend's name uh i think it was jennifer um he says to her and marty like okay your kids are in trouble we have to travel i think he said forward in the future uh, i only just saw the ending so that's the part that's least uh in my head uh, i remember everything else quite well um, but he says to them, essentially, we have, we've got to uh, travel, uh, I think, forward in the future, uh, or backwards, um, to sort out your kids. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of the next journey. Um, but, no, like, there was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of fun stuff that was, uh, that was happening here. And, um, as to, like, um... In the second one, like, what will the mum and dad's role be? Uh, oh yeah, I was going to talk about the differences um, in, in the future. The fact that um, Biff is now, like, not being bullied by, by his dad, uh, by, by Marty's dad. But the fact that um, it, like, worked out better because he's no longer a bully and he's now working for his dad and stuff. Um, I, I think was quite cool. And that you get this moment when... Um, Marty tells Doc about how, uh, was it David, his, his dad's name, um, how David, uh, like, triumphed him, and he sort of, like, got over, um, Biff, and he managed to punch him, because, uh, of course, his anger built up and stuff as well, um, and Doc kind of alludes to that being a bit dangerous, they don't, like, show the full consequences of that, I mean, they do, because they show Biff different in the future, where he's working for, for David, um, but they don't, it's not like a complete disaster, like something drastically bad happens, it's just the fact that, like, he changes, kind of, he kind of changes his roles, which I think was really cool, because it wasn't, it, it didn't end up being a case of, like, um, he goes back to the future, and then goes forward, and things are exactly the same and fixed, there was, like, some cool story difference, if you get what I mean, so it's not just the fact of, like, okay, you basically are around time, fixed what you had to do and things were exactly the same otherwise the film would have been a bit pointless the fact that like marty wakes up and he's confused and he's like stumbling all over the place and like 
he can't remember this date with Jennifer, and uh, Biff is now no longer a bully. I think it's good that they made story differences, and um, I can't remember what they said in the present, uh, in the 1985 storyline uh, at the start, about him and uh, and Jennifer. I don't remember that being mentioned, so maybe it's like... Um, oh yeah, because... Uh, yeah, when we go back and we see things are different, we see sort of the next day, I think. Yeah, because we see the next... Yeah, because Marty saves him... Not Marty, Doc sort of saves himself, doesn't he? Because of the bulletproof rest. And yeah, he wakes up the next day and you see uh, things a bit different. Or maybe it's like a couple of years in the future. That's something else I don't quite remember. Uh, but it's certainly not the same day, obviously, because it's like one thirty in the morning. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it all worked out quite fine and I like the whole sort of... Uh, figuring out, um, like, what does he need to do, is it gonna fail, is it gonna work, and especially, like, with, um, the scene that I mentioned with him, uh, using the car and going, uh, back to the future, essentially, um, was quite cool, and it was like, what happens if he fails, and he didn't, and then it's like, Doc saved himself somehow, uh, maybe because of the warning, um, because of course he didn't die in the past so he's able to live uh so maybe over the 30 years he like pondered what um marty was saying to him and maybe he like got in trouble and then realized maybe because he warned him about the future didn't he i know i've already talked about this so i'm treading over old war but like he warned him so i guess that's uh how that worked out uh but no i mean if they do if in the second one and again you guys have probably seen it and i haven't because uh, I don't remember much from the second and third films. Uh, those are much distant to me. Unless like I'm watching certain scenes from the second and third. And I'm like oh yeah I remember that and that clicks. Uh, but I remembered the uh, scene with the clock and that quite well. So that was quite good. Uh, but I'm hoping that they keep this timeline with Biff and everything uh, being different and the um, parents and the girlfriend and stuff. It just depends where they're going now and how different things will be in this other timeline. Um, I think it's cool as well, because, uh, the other thing I briefly remembered was the flying car, and then when, when, uh, because I completely forgot about it, that as I was watching, that wasn't one of the things that I was remembering, um, and then, like, uh, he says, oh, we, we won't be able to do 88 miles per hour, and then, Mar uh, Doc says, um, sorry if you can hear the, the, the kids, uh, shouting outside, um, he says to him, like, oh, we won't need the roads. I was like, wait, what? And then immediately I was like, oh, wait, flying, you know, futuristic flying car makes sense. Doc is a scientist. He'd be able to do that. So I thought that was uh, cool to sort of tie that off. I hope that plays into the second and third films as well. Um, with him kind of uh, having the flying car and if that will make any sort of difference. Uh, and if, like, if that plays into a future plotline, especially with the whole AA miles per hour, because that's quite an important thing for stress throughout this film is, like, we have to do this exactly, we have to have this set up, and we have to strike the thing at this exact time, um, I think that was quite cool as well, uh, what else do I want to talk about, uh, I just like the characters, I think they're really cool, um, and it was f some, I don't know if I'm supposed to find it funny, but the just the whole, like, your mother from the past having a crush on you because she's you know randomly attracted to, i guess because she hasn't like you know literally seen him before because he doesn't exist in that in that year uh or in that timeline and him seeing the future it's a little bit creepy as well because it indicates that like oh your mum would find you attractive in the future because that's essentially the future version of him um and it must have just been really weird like him being in the car with his mum on like the prom night or the 
the shark dance. Why why it's called that, I don't know. It's some sort of prom and like his mum's wanting to get with him and stuff. That must have been so creepy. But like I guess uh Marty could distract himself by the fact that like he could just push that away and try and push try and pull David in, which was successful and, and pretty good. Uh I did like the moment of triumph when uh, David does manage to punch Biff. Um, some other stuff I want to talk about as well. I really like the whole sequence when, uh, in the cafe, uh, or the cafe, whatever you want to call it, and, uh, David's going up to, um, Lorraine, and he's, like, really nervous, he's, like, really nervous throughout most of the start of the film, like, when you have the nervous version of him, uh, and he's, like, talking really slowly, and I get, and, like, there's certain scenes where he's just really sweating, and you can, like, really see it and stuff, um, and that's kind of cool, uh, but um no when he when he goes in there and uh, <laughs> Marty trips up Biff um the, the 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 big bully version um and like he's like what is you know what's he's threatening him and everything uh of course he has to have his muscle with him all the time like hold him back and that sort of thing um and I remember when I was at school and it would be the whole thing I was like oh this this bully isn't as as tough as you think he is because like look he has to have these guys around him to hold you so that like he can punch you essentially like the whole like throwing him in throwing you into his guys and beating you up uh but anyway when when he manages to punch him and run away and he gets the uh the skateboard and uh, I can't remember who said it whether it was David or Lorraine or maybe it was even Biff uh it might not have been Biff but somebody said like oh what's that thing and he somebody said oh it's a um uh like a, wo- a wooden something that that's got wheels on it and they were like really fascinated by it uh i thought that was funny i think all the all the time travel jokes and stuff they did was really good and uh really quite funny as well um and then he's just doing this whole sequence where he's just outsmarting biff uh and of course he does catch him like on, on the car and uh manages to push him into the uh, is it the manure the the, the horse uh poo and stuff uh, just to really show him up and be like, look, you're literally in a car full of this stuff and you just crashed in front of everybody. I thought that was great. Um, no, this film made me made me smile a lot and uh, made me quite happy and uh, made me laugh. And that's uh, that's important. That's quite fun. Um, the one thing, I, this isn't a complaint. This is just a bit of a like, huh, really? Because um, I was watching this on Netflix. It's available on Netflix in the UK and the, the other t- uh, two films are as well. I'm not sure about the US because I don't have that version, of course. Uh, but if you want to go back and maybe maybe watch this and uh, re- sort of rediscover it for yourself if you haven't seen it for a while. Of course, for me, it was kind of my first time with it. But one that I don't remember much. Uh, or remember bits and pieces of You know what? You guys know what I mean. The, re- the whole rediscovery thing. Um... Yeah, uh, it's 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 great. Um, the, the the time travel stuff was really cool. Uh, and especially oh, that's the other thing I remember is um, the fact that he's got I can't remember the exact name of it. I've got one of the, the similar type of jackets. I've got one in my my room right now actually. Uh, it's one of them like sleeveless jackets with the hoodie, the, the sort of puffy jacket. I can't remember the name of it. Um, of course I've been told what the name of it is when I when I've been wearing it. Uh. But um, when he has that on, everyone's like, "Oh, you are you a lifeguard sort of thing," um, and uh, that sort of stuff. And when he's going to the cafe, and he's like, "I'll have something." Uh, it it was weird because I'm sure he did say, "I want something for free," and the guy was like, "You can't have something for free." And then he's like, "No, sugar free." I'm pretty sure the first time Marty didn't actually say sugar free, so I'm not sure what what was uh, up with that scene. But anyway, that doesn't really detract from anything. Uh, oh yeah, the thing I was actually going to talk about. Uh, so this film's rated PG. That's the rating that I had listed. 
Uh, they do say shit in this film, so I'm a bit confused by that. But maybe like, uh, like you know, with um, Walking Dead and stuff, they're not allowed to use the f bomb, uh, but they're allowed to say shit. Um, maybe it's that kind of thing. But I was just a bit surprised to see that in a in a PG. Uh, I think they only said it once or twice, and maybe it like. I don't know, that was just a bit confusing, but I have no, like, complaints about it. I was like, wait a minute, isn't this a bit more of a family film? Um, and then check the rating, but I'm not complaining. I, uh, I'm fine with it. I was just a bit confused, because I don't recall where I've seen that in a film before. Um, but there you go. Uh, so I think that's about all I want to talk about with, uh, Back to the Future. Really, really great film. Uh, I'll give it a 9.5. Uh, I was just a bit off by the whole Marty thing if that stuff were to be no, sorry the whole doc thing with with the paper note and stuff um I don't know that that bit was just a bit off to me but again I come up with my own like canon that would have been possible for that uh but if I see somebody explain to me what I missed maybe with that I'd be I'd be open to receiving feedback about that uh then this film's a 10 for me uh I really found it quite fun the time travel jokes were great and everything the characters were really good the acting was really good um, visually, this is one of the things I'm looking out for in the older films, uh, is the visualisation. Like, you know, if you go back and watch the really old Star Wars films, you can, you can see some, some budgety sort of thing. Not saying that the films are made on a budget, but like, you know, if you go to 2018 and you watch those, they're going to look a bit cheaper and a bit older. Um, there were some bits and pieces that looked a bit like that, but for the most part, like the cameras, the cameras they were using are really good. Uh, I think the costume design of everybody was really great, um, but no, didn't it didn't feel old to me at all, uh, even though this film is um, was made before I was born. Uh, but that's great, that's great. That means it holds up really good, and that can uh, only add more points to to things. So uh, overall, really, really enjoyed my time. Just had the small problem with the dog stuff, but um, I can I can brush that aside. That's fine. Uh, again, if someone were to explain that to me and I were to get it, it's a perfect ten to me. Uh, not necessarily a perfect film, because I don't think anything in entertainment is perfect, but, uh, you can still be a 10 out of 10 and be a masterpiece, so, that's, uh, you know what, this film is a 10 out of 10, I'm not going to bicker over the whole doc thing, um, now that I think about it, it's a bit petty for me to maybe think that, so yeah, 10 out of 10, I, I really, really enjoyed, uh, this film. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to covering Back to the Future 2 in Season 2, because like I said, um, earlier with the, um, first editions for each of the previous things that I've done. I'm going to be doing sequels in future seasons. Uh, of course, if I discover a first of something in season two or three of Classic Reviews, then I'll still be open to reviewing it. Um, but basically, the ones that I've picked at the moment, so the Back to the Future, Ratchet & Clank, Toy Story, and Jack and & Dexter, I'm going to be covering the second ones of those in season two. Uh, that won't necessarily be the whole season. Uh, this will be some other stuff in there as well. Uh, and there's some films coming out uh, in this series I think don't actually have sequels, so that will bring new stuff into Season 2, basically. Uh, but yeah, thank you all very much for listening. If you do have feedback, I'm open to, do, I'm open to doing a, a feedback podcast on this. Uh, you can send in feedback to entertainmenttalk.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. Those both work. Uh, you, you can send emails into those. Twitter is at eTalkUK. Uh, you can also join the Facebook group and like the Facebook page. You, we uh, got a few more likes on the Facebook page the other day, so that's uh, very nice to so keep that uh, stuff up, you guys. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so this week, yeah, this will be the first thing coming out this week. Uh, on the same day this week, though, I 
I'm planning to see Incredibles 2 tomorrow, which will be on Wednesday, and I'm going to come home and hopefully podcast on it, because uh, basically I'm going to schedule this for tomorrow for, for the Wednesday slot that I've been doing. Um, uh, and the other thing that's coming out this week uh, will be Gaming Talk and TV Talk I'm going to be doing with Robert hopefully uh, on Thursday slash Friday, depending on how late I upload those. Uh, and then another discussion piece on Friday, which I just remembered that I recorded. I'm not going to tell you what that is. Uh, what, I'm not going to tell you guys what that is. You're going to have to uh, discover that for yourselves. But if you've been missing the uh, discussion pieces, I did one on Ubisoft. I did one on Crash Bandicoot and uh, Mario. And uh, the Soulsborne series of games and the theme being tough video games. So check those out as well. Of course, if you've missed previous episodes of Classic Reviews, Ratchet & Clank, uh, Toy Story 1, and Jack and & Dexter, and of course, Back to the Future 1 as well. Um, yeah, that's about it that's happening at the moment. There's things that are, that are coming out soon that we're going to be covering, um, so I'm looking forward to doing those, but you'll have to wait and see what those are. Because uh, I don't like to reveal stuff ahead of time. It's just nice to keep uh, things a bit of a mystery and to, to surprise you guys. Um, so yeah, check all that out on entertainmenttalk.org. There's a few options of ways you can support us as well. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to plug. Uh, last week we also did um, yeah, a TV talk discussing Titans and uh, little bits of Comic-Con. Comic-Con hadn't quite started yet, but we'll be talking about Comic-Con trailers this week as well. Uh, I just want to reiterate that TV talk isn't a weekly podcast, even though we've been doing it for a couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, it's just that it's that time of the year where we're able to do a bit more of the TV talk. So we're going to be doing some of those uh, at this time. Uh, and then the other thing we did, of course, uh, was CW announced that they're going to be doing a Batwoman TV series. Uh, it's been put to pilot I think I think the pilot's been ordered it hasn't been ordered the series yet so it's not a guarantee but me and Robert talked about the so, sort of uh, prospect of that happening so you can check out all those podcasts that we did last week and of course we've got a whole back catalogue of po- podcasts and reviews and all that sort of stuff as well somebody started drilling in the garden hope you guys can't hear that um, and I'm just about to wrap up the podcast anyway thank you guys all for listening you can support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk uh, that's where you can redeem rewards for reviews of your choice and get ad-free podcasts as well. There's also Amazon affiliate link. That's where you do your usual Amazon shopping, but you use our affiliate link. Um, we'll get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes as well. Please rate and review and subscribe to us over there or on the podcast platform of your choice. And of course, word of mouth to your friends and family, co-workers, neighbours, whoever you might talk to on a daily basis or on a semi-regular basis, doesn't matter. Just tell people about the website. That will help us out as well. Um, if you do share the podcast on Facebook, you can feel free to tag me or the Entertainment Talk page if you like. Uh, that way I'll also know if you've, if you've shared some stuff. Um, if you do go on the Facebook page and you share some stuff or the Facebook group and share some stuff, uh, I'll be notified that way as well. So I guess you don't have to tag me. Uh, you can do it from the page or the group. That all helps as well. Because, um, yeah, that's important. Uh, to share things around and uh, let everybody know about what we're doing. Um, yeah, Mixer and Twitch. Robert's got uh, that's our video game streaming channels where you can watch me and Robert play various different video games. Uh, he's got one on Mixer. I've got one on Twitch. So just follow and subscribe to everything that we do, and you'll be notified accordingly. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>